104 Days is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 70, Hide and Seek. So this is the one where the boys try to shrink shrink everyone so they can play hide and seek. They're being extra here, I'm guessing. What? They could just play it normally, but they didn't. They didn't want to. Why, though? Why they didn't, didn't feel like it. But the how? But isn't the situation that the house was too small? That house is huge. Well, but remember how Ferb explained the situation. Perhaps the problem is not that the house is too small, but that we are too big. Okay, so, and Dr. Doofenshmirtz wants to track Perry so he can get his home address. I'm not going to say any more because that's my number three. Okay, and his... His means of trying to get Perry over there so that he can put the tracking device on him is my number three. So the formula is a seven. The things we missed were, what you doing? Oh, there you are, Perry. And curse you, Perry the Platypus. Because Perry the Platypus didn't really do much. He just crushed a little thing. Yes, he mostly spent the episode sleeping. I did like the part where he was he walked around in a circle before he plopped himself down. That's just what... Our chihuahua does. And there's a chihuahua. There was a chihuahua in this episode. We saw a recurring recurrence of Pinky. That's one of three references or recurrences. Well, four, I guess, in this episode. Uh, What were the other ones, Callie? The roller coaster. Oh, well, yes. I suppose everything. That's a good point. Everything that Irving. (laughs) Irving and everything about him was a callback. Because Irving is probably one of my favorite characters. Uh, he has got to be one of my least favorites. There's our studio audience agreeing with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but Irving's presence, now we have the full complement, right? So many times we're going to see, not so much right away here, but once he becomes more of a recurring character later on, we kind of see the six of them. Phineas Ferb, Isabella, Irving, Maljeet, and Buford are like the gang going out to do things. Uh, so yes, everything about Irving was one of the callbacks. What's another? It was both the other two were doing during the song. So there was they talked. They had the goldfish. And as part of the no, song, they that sang. That wasn't their goldfish. That wasn't was it? Buford. Yeah, it was a reference to Buford's goldfish. Oh. And then when they were. I'm trying to remember Using the, the TV like a movie screen. Oh, I have that one movie. Which one? Um, from the does this duck bill make like I don't, I don't remember. You got it. Make me look fat. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's exactly right. And so that's where it with Igor. That's what I wrote down here was Igor, um, because yes, well, Kelly already said it. So those are the callbacks. Uh, a couple of well, actually, why don't we we I mentioned the song. So the name of the song was When You're Small, and Callie's going to sing a little bit of it for us. When you're small, da-da-da-da-da-da. When you're small, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the version on the episode was a little more peppy than that. <laughs> uh, did you like that I... song, Callie? It was okay, right? Uh... It had funny bits. It was a little bit too on the nose, I think, uh, because... Instead of just showing you a comb serving as a jail, they said in the lyric to the song, when you're small, 
Your dad's comb is a jail. The innator. There there was no innator, except the bug I bought. Not innator, bought. Right. No innator in this one. So I want to talk about a few of the other references. The fact that Irving's character, what does he do, Callie? What does he... He's like the fan. He's like a fan. I want to say girl, but he's a boy. He's a fanboy, yes. Yeah. I'm usually more familiar with fangirls. Yeah, I'm more familiar with the term fanboy. I wonder if there's some correlation between our respective genders on which term we tend to pick (laughs) up on. But what is it that that Irving always, Irving does? His presence in the show, he breaks what? The fourth wall. What does that mean? Usually in a TV show, there is no fourth wall. But it's like the other character is like, there's a fourth wall. Like, you live in a cartoon, accept it, Phineas, your head is weird. Right. So the fourth the concept of the fourth wall, like Callie said, well, usually when you're recording, when you're recording like a sitcom, for example, or any TV show, uh, there is no fourth wall, right? The audience is where the fourth wall would be. But the characters in the show don't act like they're in a show. So whenever the characters in a show or any kind of media basically turn and look directly at the camera or they're breaking the reference floor. things that make them make us think they don't realize they're a character. So breaking the fourth wall. Right. And that's sometimes, what Irving does all the time. Sometimes. I think that when they brought down the bug eye bot and they were using uh, needles with thread trailing behind it, I think that was a reference to Gulliver's Travels. You remember you covered Gulliver's Travels in school this year, didn't you? Do you remember what happened? Something happened to something. Right. The Gulliver, he was in the land of the Lilliputians. I don't remember that. He was really big and they were really small and they knocked him down. And <gasps> Oh, I did read about that. I know. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> like yeah, so- he's basically a giant and then he end- everyone ended up hating him. But then everyone ended up liking him. Yeah. So so in this case, they the were small people, the kids here were the Lilliputians. We also have Baljeet hiding in a bug, which I think has got to be another Star Wars <laughs> reference because like, that's what I remember it from is is the, uh, and maybe it's appeared other places too, but in Empire Strikes Back when they're try- they're out in the cold, they have to be there overnight, they, uh, they cut open a tauntaun and he shoves Luke inside to- so that he stays warm. After he cuts him open, he goes, Ah, and I thought these things smelled bad on the outside. No. No. Do you want me to show you that scene? <laughs> sure. Okay, maybe after we're done. Recording here. But right now, Callie, I think it's probably time for us to go into our top three. Are you going to start or am I going to start? Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, that's a lab of a good idea. How about we let our live audience... Decide who goes first. Okay. Live audience. Let's hear it. Me! Oh, well, that didn't seem fair. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead, Callie. My number three is when Doofus Birches wants to figure out Perry's address, and this is why. Um, He says, I can ring his doorbell and run away! Which just further supports my idea that Dr. Doofenshmirtz is not evil. He can call himself evil all he wants, but an evil 
but an evil person would not, uh, would not, that's not the worst thing he could think up. What is that exactly like though? That's also like another episode where he rang the doorbell and then Perry came to the door and then he says, got your nose. Oh, <laughs> right. The, the monster of Phineas and Furbenstein, right? He did. I just did. remembered it. I just did remembered it too. So I don't know if that was intentionally referencing that, but if so, well done, guys. If not, that's okay. A happy accident. My number three is, well, it's that whole sequence where Major Monogram is playing Dr. Doofenshmirtz's message for Perry, and it just goes on and on and on, and then the looks on both of their faces, <laughs> and then and it beeps. He's like, did I, did I hear a beep? Well, I'll call you back just in case. And and then at the very end, he's like, I'll call you on your cell phone and leave a message there. That, I mean, that was just a great, a great sequence. My number two is, so Doofenshmirtz's little spider thing wasn't working. So he started banging his monitor and he said, oh, random pounding does work because it finally was working and, and it, he saw Perry. My number two is when the kids as Lilliputians are bringing down the bug eye bot and then they call on for Irving and he comes running, carrying the needle, and he's supposed to stop and throw it over the bot, the, the robot, but instead he just keeps running and just right into the table leg. And it was just, well, we've established that I find it amusing when you have constant motion suddenly interrupted, like the episode where Dr. Doofenshmirtz says, oh, I'm going to fall in the water and then crunch right into the concrete. <laughs> And my number one, right? Yep. Is when Irving is like obsessing and saying this, 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 and then um, Balchi's like, "What a nerd!" Yeah. I think that's funny because he's a nerd. Exactly. Yes, that's why that's funny. And my number one is when Irving. uh, I will say that I think Buford had all the good lines in this episode. Also, I would like like to say a quick thing mm -hmm. about nerds. If someone's just calling you a nerd, they're calling you actually smart. That's true. And if they call you stupid, then they're just calling you stupid. That's also true. <laughs> but anyway, the line that I liked best was when Irving was bemoaning the fact that Phineas and Ferb didn't have a plan, and what are we going to do, and we're doomed, or whatever it was he said. There's no hope. Okay. And then Buford is just like, thanks for that, Captain Bringdown. <laughs> Well, that brings an end to our episode. Brings down an end to our episode. Callie, if yes. uh, someone wants to send us an email to let us know how great a job we're doing, <laughs> or anything else, how might they do that? Uh, email us at callieandherdad at gmail.com. That's correct. Here's where the part where you normally would play Ferb's line, but... Um, we already did. Yeah, we already so did we'll that. Just- so instead, uh, we'll just say, say to our studio audience... Good night. Thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Mm-hmm.